Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have Jeremy in the house. And he's an interesting guy because he's worked in renewable energy, but he also works as a chef now. And there's a transition and a decision point what he made. So we're just going to find out about Jeremy, who he is, why he made these decisions, and his true journey in life. So nice to have you here today, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, that's good. So tell us, what kind of person were you when you were in school? Um, I was pretty studious, pretty, pretty kind of um, hardworking, but I was also pretty intense and okay. I liked to have fun with my friends as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, kind of a lot of energy as a young person, I think. Yeah. Okay. How did you find yourself in renewable energy? Kind of accidentally. I mean, not accidentally. I finished university and was looking for a job, and finance seemed like a kind of a way to go because it's well paid, and that's what a lot of my peers were aspiring to do. So I thought it was the best thing to do. But then um, when I started working in it, I just I realized it wasn't as a fulfilling uh, career for me. It wasn't creative in the way that I needed it to be. So when you say finance, because you, right, let's put it this way. What was your role in renewable energy? Analyzing projects to determine their financial viability to make a financial return for big bank. Ah, so you was like looking at all the figures and the facts mm -hmm. and the paperwork. And investing and buying and selling them. Ah, yeah. okay. So it's like, like a banker kind of thing. but Yeah, exactly. Ah, I misunderstood. Based on renewable energy projects. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see why you got a bit bored. <laughs> I can see why. I thought you was going out to projects and like taking, doing like a surveyor's no, no, job. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, okay. That's quite different there, isn't yeah. it? Okay. So what did you have to do? Did you do a specialised degree to get into that? No, I studied philosophy, but... Um, oh, is it? It's kind of a... An analytical background, so I was oh. good with just kind of okay. mental exercises and processing information, and I learned kind of quickly on the job. Um, it was like you know post college job, so mm -hmm. yeah. You might have to speak a bit louder. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is getting quieter, quieter. So when you're doing your philosophy degree. How how what was that like? Because what what do they teach? How does a philosophy do? What is how's it structured? What's actually going on? Well, I went I did it when I was eighteen, so seventeen years ago now. You look young. Yeah, I think um, it's you know seminars, lectures, a lot of intensive essays and exercises and problem solving and logic and maths some language study, linguistic study, literary criti critical theory, a lot of different things, yeah. Some computer science, yeah, a lot of things mixed together. What did you l overall learn from the philosophy degree? The art of bullshit. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because I learned how to formulate arguments to convince people that I knew a lot about very deep subjects ironically by figuring out the answer to kind of summarize and get to the core of points without really knowing what I was talking about okay seemed to work for me though 
All right. Well, you seem like a man who contemplates and doesn't. <laughs> it takes his time, so I can understand how that comes about in that respect of things. What did you learn on the course so far that you wish you knew when you had started? So just in case anybody else wants to be a philosopher. And does anybody actually become a philosopher after yeah, that? Yeah, I think people go into academia or teaching, maybe. Oh, so that's what it is. You do a philosophy degree. You, so can, you want to be like a student. No, a you teacher. can do anything you want. It's How a, is it? it's a very like, it's one of the best subjects to study because, you know, you have to, you're you're practicing your analytical skills. It's one of the most analytical subjects you can take university. Okay. You know, it's a training in, in mental, in mental, mental, in thinking and problem solving and and writing as well. It's and like a mental. It's like a, an athlete, but in the mind. Exactly. Sense. I'd say philosophy, maths. Those are the big subjects for people that want to exercise their brains. And okay, so you're yeah. looking at the details, taking yeah, the details, at the and details making You're work. looking at life. You're, you're, you know, trying to piece together arguments for existence for phenomena it's mm. way of thinking outside the box which is can what? be very useful in life all right so coming from somebody who's a layman to a philosopher like yourself i'm not a philosopher what's your look we're backing out already you know <laughs> i'm definitely not a philosopher i just studied it what would you say is the meaning of life that's not a question i can answer in the space <laughs> of nine minutes really i think everyone has their own meaning of life i don't think I should be the one to tell anyone else. What right, the give us your opinion. Is. The meaning of life. I think, like, it depends if you want to take a positive spin or a, or a dark spin on this. Right, but give me both. I think in a, in a positive spin, I think the meaning of life is is aspiring to be is, is an aspiration for kindness and positivity and purpose. I think having purpose and positivity and kindness is. Is, can give people meaning and there's concepts that human beings can strive towards but in a dark sense I think the meaning of life is all you really have to do if you, th if you don't think about it is put food in your mouth and go to sleep and then you'll be okay it's pretty bleak but we worry too much about everything but at the raw basis of our existence all we really have to do is get by so you change from being the analytical man in the sense of being paid to a yeah. chef yeah. what happened there what's your story there i just uh, really wanted to cook because cooking is a very creative technical very complex field it isn't always it depends on what kind of restaurant you have what kind of chef you want to be but what's amazing about cooking is you can be an incredibly deep technical disciplined focused person and the output of what you do is is positivity you're like you're making beautiful delicious things for people and making people happy so i think it's a way of channeling a tremendous amount of energy into a subject that has great positive outcome which is feeding people and bringing joy to people okay that's very good how long did it take you to become a chef when you say become a chef i'd say become someone accomplished and understanding what they were doing is that what you mean or just able to get paid and cook for people oh like a couple months Oh, is it? Yeah. As I said, I learnt the art of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but this is actually practical. I know, but I'd had an interview for one job and I managed to convince them that I would, knew what I was talking about without having any practical so practical uh, assessment. Okay. And, uh, yeah. 
but then I, I, they gave me the job and I was in charge of a fish section and I'd never prepped fish in my life and two days later we were doing 400 covers a day and I just learned my I just taught myself so was you when you was in charge of a fish section were you doing any work or were you just supervising no, I, the people doing the work no I was doing the work you were yeah so you're kind of watching, what's he going to do? All right, let me do that. Well, I knew that the next day that that's what I'd be doing, so I did my research, and then I came in. Oh, oh, clever guy. Yeah. So that's like, I saw a meme for Richard Branson. His face was there, and it says, learn to accept any any job opportunity, even if you don't know how to do it, that's and exact, then just study. Yeah, this is exactly the way everyone should do it, because... Otherwise, you're going to slow yourself down in life because you think you need to be somewhere to get to a certain place. But actually, everyone's faking it in a way. Everyone, no one really knows what to do until they're in it. So, so do you believe fake it till you make it? I believe that you should just immerse yourself in your ambitions and, and, and try things because life is short and, uh, you know, time goes by and you, you miss the opportunity. That's, that's very interesting. That is very, very interesting. <laughs> I think people are held back by their insecurities and their sense of self-limitation and they should go for what they want, within reason, of, of course. Of. So on another note, you must be a king with the ladies then. Get loads of women. So Not at all. Huh? I, have a, I live with my girlfriend. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won already, innit? You won. Uh, yeah. um, okay. Well, we're coming to the end of the journey. Yeah. My last question to you, and this is no pressure, the world's standing in front of you and they want your one word, your one sentence of advice based on your life experience so far. What would that be? I'd say the most important thing that I've learned in life is to have purpose and to wake up every day and have a reason or have a, have a motivation, have, have something that you're passionate in and that you're striving for. I think that's like the essence of happiness and, and meaning. So yeah, trying to find out what that is, is is one of the most important things in life, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for that. And Thank we you. wish you well. Wish you well too. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day, as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.